1: I think we have to start in the Red Sea. That's where the urgency is right now. Clearly, a lot of businesses have to reroute business. We saw that from AP Mollibus, the container shipping giant, a number of weeks ago. Some breaking news in the last couple of hours on Shell. Could you give us the update for you and the team? What have you had to change, if anything at all?
2: Sure. We uh, you know, we, we engage with uh, the U.S. Navy and other um, security organizations for all of our movements, through the Arabian Gulf, the Red Sea, and on every voyage, we have uh, a security plan, and um, and it's really ship by ship that we uh, we evaluate the situation. So, uh, we're working very closely with uh, you know the maritime security authorities. The risks in the region have been accelerating over the last several weeks. Uh, these are risks we deal with all the time. Uh, last year, we had a couple of ships attacked by the Iranian Navy. Actually, one of them was boarded and um, and hijacked into an Iranian port. Uh, So this is a part of our business that that we deal with. We take it very seriously. The safety of our people is the most important thing. And um, and the risks in in that part of the world are uh, very dynamic and volatile right now. Have you made any changes in the last few weeks? Uh, We've made changes that we don't talk about publicly in terms of the security protocols. Uh, We have not um, uh, made fundamental changes to how we've been moving ships uh, over the last the last few weeks.
0: Are you surprised that we haven't seen any influence on prices whatsoever?
2: I actually am. Uh, that's a, a, an important part of the world for oil supply. And traditionally, uh, when risks elevate in, in the Middle East, you see it reflected in markets. Uh, we've not really seen that yet. Um, and so uh, I'm a little surprised.
0: So what do you think it would take? I mean, do you think that the excuse that people use, which is that the U.S. is just overwhelming the world with oil, and that's the reason why oil, oil prices have remained completely immune to any tensions in the Middle East. Do you buy that story?
2: Well, certainly U.S. supply growth has surprised people to the upside, and I think it has helped calm markets a little bit, uh, but it it, it certainly has no ability to um, cover up a big disruption in the Middle East. Uh, That will fundamentally change the supply dynamics in in the world if you were to see shipping um, halted, disrupted, or or seriously disturbed. And so um, I I do think that the U.S. supply has helped kind of calm markets over the longer cycle, but it's it's there, there's no no capacity to respond in the short term
1: to an interruption like that. thirteen million barrels a day. Can we just sort of frame this just for a moment? How much potential is left? How much higher can that number go? It can go
2: higher. Uh, the U.S. is blessed with an abundant uh, resource base. Uh, the constraints tend to be, right now, uh, the uh, the capital spending of suppliers, how fast suppliers would go. A decade ago, uh, companies in our industry were growing too fast in the, in the Permian Basin in particular, and investors were unhappy with that. I think we've seen companies throttle back capital spending, return cash to shareholders more consistently. Um, if they were to return to the ways of the past, I think you could see that, that number go higher. I, do, I don't see that going on right now, but the U.S. has upside.
0: Well, but this is the reason why people are wondering about the potential disruption. And I'd love it if you could quantify where we could see prices go if some of the disruptions that you're talking about come to pass, if the U.S. still has the ability to produce more oil, right? If there is the ability to ratchet it back up, couldn't that offset the disruption that potentially could happen that we haven't seen yet?
2: It could, Lisa, but not immediately. So between the time we actually have all of our plans ready to drill a well in the Permian Basin and when it comes on production, fastest is like nine months and, and our plans are set for years in advance I mean we've got a, a, it's a big system that you run to, to do this and so there's not a light switch that says okay we had a disruption in the Middle East today next week we can have more production in the Permian Basin there's a lead time involved here so you could see short-term dislocations in the market. How much? It's, it's it's a very hypothetical Give question. Give us a price. Come on. You know, <laughs> when when, uh, when we saw the Russia-Ukraine conflict begin, you saw prices well above $100. Uh, that's conceivable. If you were to see a significant disruption, Red Sea may be less than the Arabian Gulf because there's alternatives for shipping through the Red Sea, the supply that comes out of from Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, uh, Gulf producers that comes through the Strait of Hormuz, if that were to be closed down, uh, that's a significant uh, supply shortfall, which could really impact markets.
1: You delivered a big deal at the end of last year, I think 50 billion plus. Do you think the demise of fossil fuels is is greatly over-exaggerated? I think people have... um, an unrealistic expectation for how
2: quickly the energy system can change. Uh, The energy system is enormous. Uh, If you look at um, the overall mix of supply, uh, 20 years ago, 84, 83, 84% of the global energy system was fossil fuels. Today it's 81 or 82%. Despite all the advances we've seen in in wind and solar and renewables and electric vehicles, the the demand is much higher and the mix hasn't changed much. And so uh, fossil fuels will be used for, for many years to come, oil and gas will be used for decades to come. So, I do think that there's been um, uh, an underappreciation of the,
1: the longevity that this
2: business has.
1: A delicate question, slightly provocative. Does California have maybe a little bit too much confidence, hope that things can change that quickly?
2: Well, California's been on a path for a couple of decades to um, tighten up regulations, rules related to our industry to try to encourage uh, other forms of energy. And uh, we've certainly seen, uh, we get a large position. We're, we made the first discovery in California back in 1879. We're uh, really the only large oil company left in California, Uh, we've seen the investment climate change dramatically. And and we've got a very large business there, but we won't be investing as much in the future because those investments just are are less and less attractive because of the policy environment. And uh, I, I do think that ultimately is to the risk of California and California consumers.
0: Has any politician reached out to you after you made your announcement to say, just kidding. Come on back. We'll make things change. We'll make things easier for you. Did anyone reach out?
2: No, there's uh, we have means through which we work on policy uh, with the state of California, but these are decisions that have been long thought out. In fact, in many ways, we're justified on the belief that um, a new energy system would emerge and that California should wind down the the current energy system that it has today. And so the policy is very consistent, I think, with the intent of uh, the policymakers.
1: And, um, And so we're just seeing that play out. I'm going to get shouted at, but I think we've got about 40 seconds. Does it matter who's in the White House, given that we have a Democrat who wants to get rid of fossil fuels, but we also have 13 million barrels a day of production in America? Does it matter who's in the White House?
2: Well, because of some of the lead times I was mentioning earlier, uh, what happens are decisions to make permitting more difficult, to cancel lease sales, to cancel pipelines. uh, Those have uh, impact down the road. Uh, What we see going on in the market today is a result of plans and permits that have been issued in years prior. And so there's a lag time in some of these things. And so some of the policies that you see come into play, the the manifestation of them. I mentioned California, 20 years of policy making that's playing out today, same thing applies at a federal level.